Welcome to this episode of the Miniature Track Podcast. Today, I want to talk about how to prepare for the worst. We are in the beginning of 2023 at the time that we released this episode. And it's not like I think 2023 will be a bad year. Not at all, in fact. But we do want to prepare for the worst and think ahead in order to be proactive versus reactive leaders that are prepared, risk aware and able to navigate challenges way easier than when we're being caught off guard. So that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In this show, you learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Okay, let's dive in. This episode is all about how to prepare for the worst. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you know me a bit, then you probably have heard me talk about stoicism before. So I practice the philosophy of stoicism. And if that makes you feel shocked and you think that I'm stoic, lowercase s, then I suggest you check out some of the podcast episodes. We're going to link in the show notes about stoicism and leadership. I will probably talk a little bit more about this in the next few months, especially as I'm in the process of writing a book around stoic leadership. And I'm very excited to bring that information and content to you as well here through the podcast. If you're curious, go check out the linked episodes in the show notes. But that's not the point. The point here, though, is and the connection to stoicism is that in stoicism, there's this idea or this exercise or practice of pre-mortem. So instead of what you might be familiar with, the post-mortem exercise in which you would gather as a team after a project has been completed and then look at what happened, what went well, what didn't go well, and what are the lessons that we can learn and carry forward in our future projects. That is a postmortem, something that's pretty well known and practiced in the startup world specifically and beyond. The pre-mortem is very similar, but the idea of a pre-mortem is to think ahead of what are the risks that may be coming our way. So now we could of course, just got to get started with that and think, okay, what could the risks be? But there's a bit of a more structured process to this. And I will guide you through this in this episode. I want to quickly lead into with an example of how this shows up, because you may be thinking, we're talking about big risks like layoffs. And yes, these are risks to consider if you think about 2023 and how they may impact your effectiveness as a leader. But there are also small risks. So for example, last week, I was invited to join a live radio show to be interviewed around the topic of leadership and especially transitioning into leadership for the first time. So this was live and it was from 6.30 until 7 o'clock Pacific time, 9.30 to 10 o'clock Eastern time. Now I get off very early in the morning and I knock out some focus work. And this is usually the time that my kids wake up. So I have some practice with these early morning sessions and meetings that I will tell my kids now in the day before, right? The night before I will say, hey, in the morning, 
from this to this time, I will have a call or I have an interview and I need you to be super quiet. So if you do wake up and you notice that I'm in the office, don't open the door, right? Saying like, mom, good morning, or I can't sleep. But instead, you know, here's what you want to do. And then as soon as I'm done, I'm going to come check on you. So I'll we'll give them a bit of a heads up. My kids are small, so I need to set the context here. But I realized five minutes before this interview started, live radio show, that I did not think about what I would do if they wake up and actually did, despite my instructions, walk into the office and start talking to me if I'm in the middle of a live interview. I also did not think about what would happen if the internet was out. So this was during a time when it got pretty stormy in uh, Northern California. And it could have definitely been the case that overnight some tree fell over the cables and would have disconnected me from internet access. So I did not think ahead on how to address these risks. And this was a moment when I realized like, ah, I failed on doing a pre-mortem. I failed on acknowledging the risks. And now I'm finding myself in a situation where I realize it's kind of too late. I'm about to be in this interview. In retrospect, and what I took away from this is one, yeah, set the context with the kids and all that. But two, also potentially lock the door, put the sign out, tell them again what's happening, what they need to do. And then also email the person the night before if I worry about a storm that the internet would be out and if I'm not joining then this is why. Have a backup plan in place with my phone. Check that I have the right equipment like a headset and a speaker to plug into my phone if I had to use a landline and making sure that I do have a backup way to dial into the interview if my internet is out. I could have done all that ahead of time and I would have felt better and it would have demonstrated a level of preparedness that most people don't. But when you do, and when I've done that in the past, it immediately said, changes someone's perception of me and they realize she's a real professional. She thinks about these things and is prepared. And I think it turns into a sense of trust and reliability that they perceive and hopefully the truth that I'm a reliable and prepared professional who wants to show up and do their best. So this is just a quick example, big picture risks like layoffs, but also the little day-to-day -day things. And they don't take a whole lot of time and I'm by all means not a person who overthinks or will jump on all risks and point those out. But there are those key instances like a live radio show where I should have spent the extra five minutes to make sure I have a backup plan. So as we're going through this episode and the idea of a pre-mortem and how to prepare for the worst, I wanted to share these examples and invite you, encourage you to think about what are the risks in your day-to-day -day? and maybe even reflect on this past week and think about where are the things that something could have gone wrong that would have negatively impacted your effectiveness, your ability to provide the value that you offer in your organization, or have negatively impacted your reputation in your organization. And if we didn't do it, then what can we learn and what should we pay attention to going forward? So thinking about how to prepare for the worst, all that and this idea of a pre-mortem starts with actually having a solid plan in place. If you look at 2023 and you don't have any goals or objectives, or even maybe you're just doing quarterly objectives, break it down to what are your Q1 
first quarter objectives? And do you have a solid plan? Because without the plan, we're kind of flying blind and it's really hard to identify those key risks and then mitigate those because we don't really know what we're shooting for. So having a good plan and specific goals in mind is step number one. The next step then, and here is where many people sort of stop the process, right? They have a plan and goals in place and then they just hope for the best or are prepared and anticipate that they will have to jump and do some fire drills along the way. But they don't spend the time early on to assess the risks. So if we're asking ourselves in a pre-mortem session, which you can do on your own, but you can also do this as a team exercise, and we say, imagine it is, let's stick with the Q1 uh, example here, imagine it is April 2nd. And we're all reconvening, uh, we're having a team meeting and we look back at our key goals or objectives that we have, or maybe the big project that we were working on. And we look at it and we'd say, we didn't hit the numbers, we didn't achieve the goal or the project failed. This is the situation that we're gonna put ourselves in. This is, we visualize this happening. And then the question that we ask ourselves from this place, is what happened? What went wrong along the way? So it's a bit of a mental exercise. You fast forward the end of whatever, you know, the time that a timeline that you're looking at, you imagine things failed and then you ask yourself what happened. And it helps to do it that way versus trying to anticipate risks starting today. You'll get a lot more creative and you'll find out more if you pretend you're at the end of it and you're feeling this like failure and you're really trying to figure out what happened. So this is the big question. And then once you chop down all the things that could have gone wrong, that's when you then start to assess the different risks that you identify and you start to prioritize. Some may be small things and think, you know what? We don't really need to further expand on a plan B here or a specific measure that we want to put in place. We'll be able to handle that one. But this other one here, that will cause great damage or it would be really, really hard for us to navigate. So identify the uh, risks, prioritize the key risks. And also like shoot for something around plus minus five is usually if I do this with a group or with an individual, we usually land around plus minus five but there isn't a specific number we want to shoot for. Just capture all the risks, prioritize them, and then start to think about how to mitigate these risks. As a caring and driven manager, I know you want to strengthen your leadership skills, advance your career, and lead a high-performing, engaged team. And in order to do that, as a leader, you need to lead with a system, not by shooting from your hips or reacting to everyone else around you. To do so, you need to first learn what should go into a leadership system, and second, develop your own. Now, the good news is that I teach you one must-have part in your leadership system in a concise, actionable, and yet comprehensive course focused on running successful one-on-one meetings with your direct reports. It includes over 67 minutes of tactical leadership training, plus a set of resources to make this as easy and immediately applicable for you as possible. You can either watch the video lessons or listen to it through a private podcast feed on your phone. You can get your hands on this course, which I want every single manager to have, for a nominal $19 at ramonashaw.com slash 
one, one. That's two times the number one. You can check the show notes for the details or head on over to RamonaShaw.com slash one one to get started right now. So right now, something that I ask a lot of the leaders that I work with is thinking of 2023. Imagine inflation going up. Imagine the company that you work for uh, struggling financially, costs being cut. Imagine there's going to be layoffs. Imagine your key team members leave and you don't get the resources, the headcount back to hire them again. What will you do? What if there's a natural disaster? and half the team loses internet for a while. Those things may seem like out there, but it's real. We're going to experience natural disaster and the chances are high that at least one person on your team will be impacted by this. We've seen it year over year. So don't be surprised by it and caught off guard. Try to anticipate these situations and plan ahead. Specifically, if we think about cost cutting, uh, we think about layoffs or hiring freezes or just having to work with fewer resources, even employees jumping ship. Think about who are the key risk processes, the things that if they go wrong or we don't do them, we may have a big issue, potentially a legal issue or we lose a client. What are the key clients that if we lose them, we're going to have a serious problem, cash flow problem or or business problem because they make up such a big chunk of our business. What happens if I lose a key team member that is kind of feels a little bit irreplaceable or if they left, then I as the leader might have to take on sort of their their responsibilities and you know, I get dizzy just thinking about it. Who are these people? What are their processes? And who are the clients or even vendors and partners where you identify a key risk? Start to think about this. Think about if you had to let go, and I know this is hard, but imagine if you had to let go of 20% of your team, think about who would it be and why? Think about if you had to cost expenses by 20%. What would you stop doing? How would you save that money? What if a key project is delayed or what if you have technical issues and all of that? Like ask yourself these questions and think ahead. So layoffs for sure, natural disasters for sure, cost cutting for sure and expecting a team members to jump ship. And if you're in the US or anywhere where people can leave at will, meaning they can resign today and be gone by the end of the day you really have to think through, are we documenting everything that we can? Are we ensuring that knowledge is being shared? Are we keeping track of status updates so we know where projects are? Do we have a process in place to uh, be able to access contact information, for example, that if this person leaves, we don't get access to their emails. We have some way to figure out who they were interacting with on what and where these things stand. Don't be caught off guard. As a leader, those things happen. They're circumstantial. You can't prevent them. Sooner or later, you'll be faced with it. And that's not how your performance will be measured by senior leaders. Your performance as a leader across the board will be measured by how well you respond to these situations. And the way to respond well is to think about it in advance and have a plan in place. So I hope I really honed in that point. I know it feels like tedious work. It feels like 
unproductive work because you're not actually getting anything done, nothing scratched off your to-do list. Yet, this is the value you as a leader need to add to the team. It's your responsibility to do these kind of exercises. It's that strategic, more thoughtful, more proactive work you got to do. And there's no one else who is responsible for it other than you. So I really, really encourage you at this time to take a step back and think about risks and plan for the worst by using this pre-mortem format or a version of that. Now, another great example that you might have heard about before, HP had an internal exercise, I think it was in 2019, where they identified what would they do if there was a global pandemic. And they thought through this idea of being faced with a global pandemic and how would the business respond to that? Interesting, like a year or even less than a year before COVID-19 actually hit us. And they were so much faster and better prepared to handle the changes and challenges because they've gone through this exercise. Now, we could have looked at that exercise back in 2019 and said, oh my gosh, HP is just wasting resources and time why aren't they problem solving and addressing the needs of the of the uh, the business right now because who knows when this pandemic would hit if at all right chances are pretty low so what a waste of time but it is exactly those kind of things that make a difference and i think these days i see so many leaders who are shooting from their hips constantly reacting to the day to day feeling a sense of overwhelm and really never carving out the time to think ahead and prepare. That is a skill that will set you apart. It's not even a skill, really. It's a practice, a routine, a habit that will set you apart. Just like I explained in the beginning, if I had emailed the radio host and said, hey, I want to quickly go over some of the risks. Um, Here is what would happen if I lose internet. And here's why this may be an issue. And then establish a plan B, get that sorted out, and then show up to that interview, I bet the radio host would have a higher respect for me as a professional because I've done that work up front. So again, just a little example of how these things show up in our day-to-day. Now, once you've done this and you've gone through that worst case scenario, you've identified the risks, you're looking for ways to mitigate these risks, then make sure you keep reviewing your plans and even the risks on a regular basis. If you look at an annual plan and you're thinking about 2023, maybe this is part of what you do at the end of each quarter. Gather your team, sit down, review your risk assessment and identify like, are the priorities still right? Are we missing something on the list? Is anything shifting or any of the backup plans that we have in place? We are not actually there. We haven't accomplished what we wanted to or we haven't ensured that we're tracking certain processes or have mitigated certain key risks. Or maybe you've identified new ones that you didn't see before. So make it a regular practice to review the risks in terms of processes, revenue, costs, people that you and the team are faced with. That is how to plan and prepare for the worst in 2023. Now, again, I obviously wish for it to be a stable, growth-focused Uh, year with lots of successful moments for you but let's also be real there are risks that we're going to face there's no doubt about it and I hope this inspired you to think about this some more take a step back reflect and put that to use as always I hope that these podcast episodes inspire you to take some action 
help you see your leadership responsibilities from a slightly different angle or a new perspective that they motivate you to show up as the best. And this is one of those episodes. It's good to hear about it. Then it's way more important that you go out and do something about it. Now, if you have other managers that you work with or you have colleagues that you think would benefit from hearing this too, and then you maybe you want to collaborate on these pre-mortems, please share this episode along. Thank you so much. And I'll be back next week with another episode of the Manager Track Podcast. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out two other awesome resources to help you become a leader people love to work with. This includes my best-selling book, The Confident and Competent New Manager, which you can find on Amazon or at RamonaShaw.com book and a free training on how to successfully lead as a new manager. You can check it out at RamonaShaw.com masterclass. These resources and a couple more you'll find in the show notes down below.